0: normies like us the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square in a very special episode we dive into the clown princess of crime if you like joker wait till you get a load of me i mean her we're talking harley quinn pudding on normies like us got a blast Joker and I broke up. I'm here to report a terrible crime.
1: And what terrible crime is that?
2: This one. Aw, oh, shit. I told this all wrong. Quick history
0: lesson.
1: We're back, normies. You heard up top on a very special episode. We're double dipping, giving you some more DC comic content. Last week, we talked Joker. This week, we're talking his girlfriend. Oop, don't say that, but we're talking to Harley Quinn on Normies Like Us with your host, uh, laugh and Collin. Uh, I'm going to be the Mike Triss.
2: <laughs> I'll stick with Joe Kerr, right? I'm ready for oh, some yeah, mad love.
3: This is uh, Black Cobnary. Nice. So it's like we're the, oh. we're the pods of prey. <laughs> oh, yay. Pods prey. The pods of prey. I like that, Mike. It's just like the movie because it's four white dudes. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> We've done it. Uh, yeah, we're talking... Uh, Harleen Quinzel, correct? The uh, Joker's lover? Former lover? I don't know. But uh, I thought somebody would take that, so I will be
1: Colin Quinzel. And you're right, Mike. We're talking about his uh, ex-psychiatrist, current love interest, ex-girlfriend, competitive partner. Who knows? It's a complicated role. Um, so I'll just ask you guys up top, do you guys have any history with Harley Quinn,
3: Mike? I just want to give a quick shout out to Cassie for that awesome intro. And she's going to be back, obviously, at the end of the episode with Cass's corner, given kind of her perspective on the character. But I mean, just seeing her like in the animated series, but I don't really know anything beyond that, because as we've mentioned in the Batman and the Joker episode last week, I don't have a ton of uh, stock on the DC side, but I know who she is. Like, is, is the normie on this? Like, I know who Harley Quinn was before the movie and everything. Like, she definitely has uh, market penetration for the normies, I think. That's a way to put it.
1: It's an interesting way to put it. You say that you're wearing the full Jester costume, the red and black. I think you like her a little more than you're letting on. But uh, how about you guys? (laughs) Jacob, uh, do you have a history? Do you know a little bit about Harley
4: Quinn? Um, I'm probably kind of on the same level as Mike. Um, I mean, I I remember her from the show, the animated show in the 90s, obviously. And um, the Suicide Squad movie and the Birds of Prey movie. And uh, that's about it. But I do know of her and like her, you know, the the things that one would know about her from Knowing about pop culture, I guess,
1: and from exclusively shopping at Hot Topic, uh, where you (laughs) currently go all the time, you pick up uh, again. You're both wearing Harley Quinn outfits. It's interesting. You guys say you don't. (laughs) Jacob's got a daddy's little monster. Daddy's little
4: monster. Daddy's little monster. That's me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me jump to Joe, fellow comic boy. Comic boys unite. I know you got a little bit more of an interest in history in this character. You like Harley Quinn.
2: Yeah, no, I love Harley. I think um, I'm excited to talk kind of about the the psychology of this psychiatrist. She is a mm. fascinating character and um, has really filled a, a void in the DC universe that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, little anecdote, she was like one of the toughest toys to find as a kid. They almost never made the female characters. So I remember uh, trying to track down a Harley Quinn action figure to go with my Joker action figure was like the Bane of
3: 1994. (laughs) Another Batman reference.
2: There you go. I'm full (laughs) of (laughs) it.
3: Um, yeah. And like also, uh, Colin, we didn't get your take on, you know, where you, where you stand on the whole Harley Quinn. I love her. Yeah. Like Joe. And like, we're going to find out in a bit, we were
1: all exposed to her in the same way. We're kids of the nineties. We all watched Batman, the animated series. Um, and I love her. I have a special interest in her. Joe, is she the best henchman character? I was sort of hard-pressed to think about some other ones. I was thinking, like, most famous henchman characters are kind of like the parody ones in Venture Brothers, and then Marvel doesn't really have any, so kind of just DC with maybe Harley as the queen.
2: Well, I would say Harley is the only henchman character who graduates from henchmanhood to to full-blown baddie, anti-hero. Uh, You know, a whole different role. She's not like an AIM or HYDRA soldier, you know what I mean? Like you see in the Marvel Universe. She's not even like you see in the DC Universe, um, like what part of Two-Face's gang. She really is kind of a partner in crime and then goes on to be something entirely different.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that there wouldn't be, like, it's Ultron and Mrs. Ultron. Like, obviously he has his girlfriend, <laughs> Joe Costa, but, uh, you know, there's, there's just no villain love equivalent in the Marvel Universe, so I'm kind of excited to jump into it. I say we dive right in, guys. Let's talk about, first, the movies, an animated series. We're going to be talking the origins of Harley Quinn right after this. Yeah. We're back, puddins. We're talking Harley Quinn. Uh, can I get some? Can I get some of my best Bronx accents, uh, real quick, or, or is it Jersey, or you know, it's it's the East Side, right, Joe? Let me hear a Harley Quinn.
2: Uh, it's like East Atlantic, I guess. So it's, it's almost like transatlantic, old timey, like oh, int- yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, okie dokey, Mister J. That, that's my best take. <laughs> yes. I'm
3: gonna get my hammer from the car. <laughs> that was Boston. I that's a Boston oh, that
2: more like
4: Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Not that
3: good
1: at those. I'm going go to pop my condo, have it yard Mr. J. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: I know it's been said before, but basically, Harley Quinn has the same accent as Bernie Sanders. Uh, how how does, does that That's work? interesting.
2: That
3: has been said before because that's the first
2: time I've ever heard that That comparison. Well, Well,
3: that's a good idea. The
4: 1% are not paying their fair share of taxes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The millionaires and the billionaires. I guess I'm Mr. J's here in
3: Gotham. Uh, Bernie.
2: An Quinn. interesting Bernie connection, <laughs> they're, they're guys. We're gonna get there. Big corporations.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm on board. Okay. Well, when she's not running for president, you know, uh, what do we talk about the origins of Harley Quinn? Because usually yeah. when we do these things, we're starting in the comic books. What's the deal, guys? Oh, interesting, interesting, Mike.
1: Um, not the comics. This is a character originally created for Batman: The Animated Series. Uh, as I pointed out, we're '90s kids. We were watching that every week little background and history on Batman the Animated Series, if you guys don't know. Uh, Bruce Timm, he was the writer and storyboard director and artist behind a bunch of stuff. He's working on Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons does so well. They say, hey, we here at WB Animation have a deal with Fox where we're pumping out all this stuff. Guys, we have all these properties. Come in here. We'll do a meeting. Just tell me what you're interested in. Look, I have everything to present to you. And Bruce Timm sees Batman. And he's like, oh my God, I want to make an animated Batman series. And he wants to do it with like film noir elements that have never been made before. So he gets carte blanche to do this. He makes a test pilot. That little test pilot cinematic is the intro of the series. You know, the very famous silent him slinking around, throwing oh, the batarang, yeah. the guy pulling the gun, standing on the building. I am the night, yep. that kind of whole thing. The nice. A, yeah. a bunch of Zeppelins, of course. Oh yeah, um, they say it's kind of he's he's not really getting the roots though. So they want to bring in an animator uh, with a little more interest and a little more background with uh, DC Comics. They bring in Paul Dini, and Paul Dini's a great writer who, you know, I mean, he's just he, he's he's done it all, and he just comes in and he just creates the perfect Batman series and says, "I want to do it in a way that they've never done." You know, the movie's so popular right now. I want to do my own take, my own style.
3: And together, they eventually create Harley Quinn. So she's from the TV series. That's so. When Joe said she graduated in more ways than one, like also becoming an official like comic like mainstay as well as being yeah, her own she standalone. was
2: not canon originally.
3: Wow. Wait, so are parts of the the show not canon, or it's a well, separate? I mean, technically,
2: kind of- none of it is. It's a separate part of the multiverse, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. in the the comic continuity. Um, but you know, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm are basically the godfathers of your childhood. If you, you think of any animated series, Paul Dini had his fingers in it and Bruce Timm obviously came up with that style. We all n- grew to love real quickly.
3: Yeah. I mean, besides the Simpsons, people would probably be like Batman animated is the best cartoon America has ever produced. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say huge so. accolades. Yeah. I mean, people love that show and like, I wasn't a huge DC or comic book guy, but I did catch myself tuning in and, like, loving Mask of the Phantasm, which is a spinoff from that property. So it's very interesting that Harley got her start here and now has her own movie. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the inspiration.
1: So Paul Dini, he's sitting around, um, and he's thinking to himself, Joker's the perfect villain to Batman, but it kind of doesn't make sense that Batman has his Robin, Joker needs his blank. So he's Mm -hmm. sitting, and he's brainstorming. All of a sudden, he's watching an episode of Days of Our Lives where actress Arlene Sorkin is playing a harlequin jester-like character. She's doing her weird. Uh, Joe says Mid Atlantic. I have no idea. You say Boston, Mike. I just crazy <laughs> accent. And he says, "This is it. He needs a lover. That's the perfect counter to a Robin, someone that Joker can be with for his crimes, you know, in his real life." Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's perfect, guys. And he gets Arlene Sirkin to voice the character in the
3: debut episode Mad Love. That's oh, wow. So she was like, yep, hey, remember that thing you did a couple episodes ago? Can you do that on this character? Can you cartoon? do that voice again? <laughs> that's awesome. Oh,
1: sorry, real quick. Apologies. Mad Love. No, no, no. That's the background episode. Joker's Favor. That's her debut episode where you're actually yeah. seeing her just be sort of an introduced partner in crime. Mad Love. We'll get to that in a minute. That's its own whole crazy thing where you're like, oh, this is Harlene Quinzel.
2: Yeah, because when she shows up, she's just there. There's, there's no origin story right away. She is just, uh, you know, the right-hand man of the crew, and there's no introduction. You, you really don't need one out of the gate, right? You're like, okay, I. they look like they go together. It, it makes sense in my mind, so I'm just going to roll with it. And in roll with it, they did. I mean, she became mm-hmm. such a massive character right out of the gate. Fans loved her.
3: When did she get the hammer? Is Has that, is that always been a thing? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah. Always
1: a part of it. Guns that shoot little flags. You know, it's she's always had the same Joker
3: style, of course. That kind of carnival influence vibes, especially with that Jester suit. So, okay. Yeah. Iconic look for sure. And like Joe said, literally she makes a debut and
1: people are writing in like, well, we would like to see her more. So they're like, okay, let's capitalize on this. Eventually, they get to mad love. This is a story where we figure out why they are in love with each other. We hear that Harley Quinn is Harlene Quinzel, a psychiatrist who worked at Gotham, who her first patient was the Joker. Her first patient.
3: Yeah, she's like, hey. still an
1: intern there. Oh, let's let's dive in with this guy.
3: Yeah, you know, let's get your feet, you know, and just dip your toes in with the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's going to
1: be the same guy who has to be like, well, I'm the orderly who cleans El Chapo's room. And you're like, oh, no, watch out, buddy.
2: <laughs> He's going <gonna laughs> to say Clayface. He's just like, oh, I think this is part of the mess. But I mean, it's just Clayface. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like...
3: Right now. Well, we couldn't set, start out with some thugs. We're just going to go straight to the joke. Yeah. No one wanted to deal with them. Yeah.
2: Arkham Asylum. They throw you right in the deep end.
3: Yeah, you know a lot it's of trust. Sink or swim, top of
1: her yeah. class. And Joker convinces her to lose her mind. Uh, essentially, it's what she's always been looking for. You guys have to understand: in this origin story, she's not falling into the vat of chemicals. She's just a woman who's putting makeup on. You know, she's not a lady Joker yet, per se.
2: Yeah. Just and you psych- also have to think: this is a, a kid show. This is Batman: The Animated Series for children. And her backstory is introduced as she is a psychiatrist who is tricked into basically having Stockholm Syndrome, and it's for kids.
3: Yeah, you know, fun for everyone. You know, <laughs> people getting pushed off buildings. But yeah, that's um, the psychiatrist who gets psyched out by the uh, clown prince of crime, as we talked last week. Go back and listen if you want to hear more on the Joker. But. Harley Quinn time. So she was a big hit, I guess. We get a little bit more backstory with this Mad Love episode. What, 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 where do we go from here?
1: She's not going to become, Mike, what she is in the zeitgeist now for a little while. It's not Batman the Animated Series that's really going to propel her. That's what makes people fans of her, obviously, because that's her creation. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be the thing where you're like, Oh, that's why every girl I know dresses in pigtails on Halloween up as Harley Quinn. We'll get there in a little bit. Let's jump around now. So that's Batman, the animated series. She's going to pop up in some other animated series as well. Let's get to some TV debuts. I want to blow your guys' mind because we're about to talk about a film called Birds of Prey. Let's talk about a TV show called Birds of Prey first. Did you guys know there was one airing originally on the WB network, a.k.a. CW?
3: Yeah. um, Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, from what I remember, like, not the greatest there's like weird CG fly throughs the city. And the action was like, all right, everyone's a little bit goofy, but ooh, yeah. the action was all right. I don't even know if I'd call it that right. Joe,
2: <laughs> a little goofy. That's, that's probably the best compliment I could get. I'm uh, in a
3: charitable mood.
2: <laughs> if you want to see this for yourself too, it is available for free on CW seed or on the uh, DC universe app. If you have that, so you can go and check this out for yourself. It is uh, a trip.
4: So, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but were some some of the characters from this show were made canon in the whole Flash Arrowverse uh, with the Crisis on Infinite oh Earths? Jacob. Yes, the lady who do. played the actress just appeared. Years. Years.
1: Yeah, that's wow. that's crazy. So I'm happy to explain to you guys this thing we're about to talk about. Fifteen years later, I want to say their Earth explodes on a different television show. <laughs> like that is that is pretty amazing. But it was so a two really season. Just- wipe it yeah well yeah a super crazy wave the blah ba ba. we're all gonna die but a two-season oh, right. tv show this original birds of prey it followed huntress who was the daughter of catwoman and batman uh kind of teaming up and taking over the legacy after her father is left it is revealed at the end of the first episode that the psychiatrist that she's sort of seeing and getting help from uh, is Harley Quinn, and she's out for revenge about her boyfriend, who's who's missing as well, or locked up, or something crazy.
2: Yeah, okay. I think he
3: might be dead. And Batman's nowhere to be seen, right? Dun, dun, no, missing. this is
2: like a post-Batman universe, basically.
3: He's um, he's fucked off somewhere again, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the version of uh, huntress we get in birds of prey, but there's kind of two versions of this character. There is a pre new 52 and a, a pre infinite crisis and a post infinite crisis. Originally she was the, the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. That was her, her story. They reworked that after, you know, major shifts in comic books to be the version of the character that we meet in the 2020 movie.
3: Okay. And so the, that original version is what we see in the original birds of prey television show right yes Exactly. Okay.
2: short-lived 90s buffy ripoff
3: because that's basically what it was it was trying to yeah, capitalize on
2: that energy
3: right 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 um yeah i didn't watch a ton of it but so this is we get harley quinn's i guess first live action appearance then it's what exactly the Genesis is here.
1: exactly the reason why i wanted to point out that series and it kind of was shocking at the time i remember my brother being like yo that's joker's girlfriend and me being like oh yeah cool so, you know, it's just, just riveting stuff, shocking. guys. <laughs> shocking. Just absolutely shocking. And again, uh, DC fans, uh, normies of this podcast, if you're not confused yet, guys, it's only going to get worse and worse. But let's keep going. In the comics by this point, guys, she has started to appear in the new 52 stuff, teaming up with stuff. And the first team that they force her onto, other than this Birds of Prey, because really she's not part of that, is the Suicide Squad. She becomes kind uh. of the most post-modern known character of the Suicide Squad.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. In the, in the modern era of comics, she is the face of the Suicide Squad.
1: Very strange. But, you know, okay. that, that leads us to her film. I mean, that's kind of her biggest take, Suicide Squad.
3: Yeah, and like a lot of people, for as much as that movie's been panned, you know, by critics and fans alike, they say that Margot Robbie is... Harley Quinn is the best thing in it, so I guess she kind of steals the show, and uh, Jared Leto disappoints. Depending on Ooh. your perspective, <laughs> listen back last episode, normies. But yeah, well, so, listen back last episode. Is this where it and I started? was thinking about this too?
1: We've talked about Suicide Squad so much. Um, what is it? 2016, 2016? 2016 movie, uh, mm-hmm. and again Harley's live action debut in film. So again, why we have to point it out? We've we've spoken about it to death. I just want to ask you guys a question: Have you? re suicide squad since it's been in theaters joe have you re-watched suicide
2: squad in fast forward to show cassie basically just the harley quinn bits and the nice throw where she's wearing the original costume but oh yeah the whole sure, movie sure. in regular speed no <laughs>
3: <laughs> how about you guys? I haven't even watched it the first time
2: <laughs> mike you've never but even seen it that's right
3: i know i know but after seeing uh whatever this movie's called. We'll get to that later. Uh, the Harley Quinn movie. I think I would at least go, like Joe said, fast forward to see those scenes in, in their full glory,
4: but I don't know if I could do the whole viewing. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Have yeah, you called Does it hold up?
1: Well, there's not enough drugs in the world, right? <laughs> I, mean, no, I have not. I have not rewatched Suicide Squad. I was thinking about that the other day. It's just how sad is that? There's a comic book movie, modern that exists, it has Batman in it, guys. Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm like, nah, I probably won't be watching that again.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I feel the same way about uh, Justice League. He's in, Batman's in that, too. I don't Very think I'll true. ever watch that movie. Very true. <laughs> I guess that's the
3: hierarchy of DC, is what movies would you rather watch besides them in most cases? <laughs> um, but yeah. Aquaman will live forever. Don't piss him off. we got to do our reads at the end. Hell it's no. It's interesting, though. Yeah, we get, basically, she's, starts in the animated series then we get her television debut on a so-so birds of prey debuting then with the suicide squad which is where she was at with the comics and then now she's the most popular part of that movie and then she gets kind of her own solo movie but it's billed as a team-up movie and you know we, we can get there as we walk through
1: Like, let's jump in now. Like, literally, we were just yeah. saying yeah. she, her origin is Birds of Prey. We're ending in Birds of Prey. We've all seen it. Uh, let's just dive right in here, guys.
4: Well, yeah. I want to say while we're talking about Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. when I was watching Birds of Prey... I was actually thinking this is the movie that Suicide Squad should have been. And it's a much better movie than Suicide Squad. And it has like the tone and the... Well, the tone was Suicide Squad, so I wasn't the worst part of it. But this just has like the stakes that I would have rather seen in the in the Suicide Squad movie and the the humor. And I just think it's a movie that works a lot better than that movie did.
2: Yeah, and I think the reason it works a lot better is because the stakes aren't... The, the world's going to end because of some right. supernatural element, right? Uh, when we're talking well, Hold about- on,
1: Joe. You don't like that Harley interacts with aliens in the movie before this, <laughs> and then in the next movie, she's <laughs> like, I don't know, Mr. J. Gods exist, I guess. And yeah, I my yeah, and so Exactly,
4: because I think you could have made a passable movie with the cast that they had as the Suicide Squad if it just had a better story and it didn't have the whole Enchantress um, stuff in it. Because that really just took me out of it.
2: Here's the rub of all of the DCEU movies is like, you almost had it. <laughs> you you, you right. had some elements that could have worked. And you just, for some reason, couldn't quite f- cross the finish line in a satisfying way.
3: Hmm. Couldn't yeah. quite stick the landing. Well, going around then, we've all seen it. How do we feel about... Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of and One Harley We will Harley be talking Quinn.
1: spoilers, guys. So if you don't want to do yes. this, just jump past this section, go right ahead to the next. But let's dive in like Mike said. Uh I'll start out because I I was maybe the most lukewarm. I saw it with Jacob. I did not
3: like it, guys. Okay. Jacob, how about you? You guys saw it together.
4: Uh yeah, I liked it more than Colin. I liked it uh a lot actually. Not a I mean, it's not an amazing movie, but it's probably um, now I haven't seen Aquaman and I haven't seen Shazam, but to me it's the second best DC EU movie that I've seen other than Wonder Woman one. So, right. but keep in mind, like I said, I haven't seen those other two that people like. So
3: I'll follow up with you after you see those two. Yeah, uh, Joe, you mentioned you would fast forward through Suicide Squad um, to just watch Harley Quinn scenes. Did you and Cassie watch this or?
2: Yeah, we uh, we went on a little date night. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a fun watch. Um, there are definitely some elements that I want to talk about where it's like, it just could have been a little different and I would have liked it more. I don't necessarily think it should have been the Harley Quinn movie. I think the Harley Quinn movie should have been the Harley Quinn movie and the Birds of Prey movie should have been the Birds of Prey movie. But overall, I mean, I would put it in my top two or three of the DCEU. I definitely like it more than the Justice League and and Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. Um, I'd put it up there with like Shazam.
3: Mm, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Mike, I kind thoughts? of dig like, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I put it right kind of under the Wonder Woman and the Aquaman, and it's kind of tied with Shazam. I think for my favorite DCU films, and it's funny because I'm like, I don't want to see Batman and Superman. I don't want to see Justice League again. I would definitely rather watch this over those any day. Ah, I um, love that you saw Shazam, Mike. I want to talk about that off pod, but
2: okay.
1: I think yeah, when Jacob sees that, he'll be like, let's put that a little higher up.
3: Yeah. I might, but I do yeah. agree with Joe's point where the Harley Quinn movie should have been the Harley Quinn movie and the Birds of Prey movie should have
4: been the Birds of Prey movie because that is strange. So maybe well, we can talk about that. I don't know about that because I don't without Harley Quinn, I don't think there would be a Birds of Prey movie because it wouldn't it doesn't have the the popular support to get a movie made on the Birds of Prey alone. So they kinda use Harley Quinn as a way to kind of um have like a soft pilot for the birds of prey. Yeah, here's,
2: um, here's kind of my problem with that, though, is mm-hmm. it's it's a Catwoman story. Like, this is a Catwoman story. It's about a jewel thief who ends up in the middle of a mob war. Like, mm. it should have just been Catwoman versus the Birds of Prey. Um mm. and, and Harley should have been something entirely different.
4: Well, what I want to see is a Harley Quinn Catwoman uh, Poison Ivy movie. Oh, they have those. The
2: Gotham Sirens?
4: yeah. That's what I want to see, but a live-action one.
3: Yeah. What, what My kind of problem was it's been billed as the Birds of Prey and Warner Brothers have been having some issues with this. That really doesn't come up until the final act. Um, I don't want to kill the plot by now, but I really enjoyed the movie a lot more in the, the first act when it was Harley Quinn just kind of encountering these various criminals who she has wronged. And now that she's not protected by the Joker, like that felt like a fun frantic chase movie. And that was, that's my a favorite funny lot too. That
2: was yeah. Mike. I really loved
1: so, when what? the text would come up and talk about like how they wronged her. I was like, Oh, this is great.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I that loved was all of that. Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, the tone of this was kind of like Deadpool mixed with some of the stuff they were doing in suicide squad with like the graphics and stuff. But I think it worked a lot better than even the Deadpool movies and suicide squad. Like I think it kind of the aesthetics and the combined different things they are taking with the, the fourth wall breaking and stuff. I liked it more in this than in, even in Deadpool.
2: Oh, I agree, Jacob, but I think there are um, some like super weird missteps where if you're, if you're going to go all in, go all in, don't like stick one foot in and then stick it out. Like the Marilyn Monroe dance sequence. It, yeah. It wasn't yeah. really a sequence. It was like they wanted to do one, and then they got scared halfway through and pulled
3: the plug. It was like a Family Guy cutaway joke,
4: right? Yeah. Well, it's like they filmed that, and then they didn't know what to do with it. But they're like, "We already filmed it, and we want it in the movie, so the we'll movie just kind was of stick it by in there." Uh,
2: Matthew Libatique, too. So, like, it does. Oh, look yeah, great, great cinematographer. But Jacob just hit like the nail on the favorites.
1: head. We know the behind-the-scenes drama, and we can talk a little bit. This is a movie with schizophrenia. Harley would actually be happy with how she's being portrayed by the film itself because it doesn't know what it wants to be. It was reshot to hell with a different director, Chad Stolensky, of the John Wick franchise to up the action. They moved scenes around. They recut people's intentions. Uh, And then once the film got released, they changed the name. I mean, this is a film that is literally having a nervous breakdown.
4: Well, I'd say one of the best things about this movie was having Chad Stillelski, St- or however you say his name, as the second unit director, or stunt coordinator. Like bringing, like the action is really well done in this movie. The fight the scenes. That
2: fight is super cool.
4: Yeah, the, the ending. Bat fight at the police station. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a like cool sequence of the movie. Yeah, the police station. I think the final action scene from when they all team up to the end of the movie. I think is really fun and. Just the the the, the stun choreography is really good too. And I, just gotta, the- I gotta
1: say the choreography bugged the hell out of me, guys. I gotta take the opposite really? slander. What? There's so Please, many descend. people literally just waiting to get hit. Where you see people just like standing in frame and then doing the dips and the drops and stuff. We're just like, ah, oh, we're at a high school dance here, guys.
3: There I is a point. The
2: ending was a little rushed in terms of the fight, but I, you know, the first half I like better than the second half.
3: I think every uh, movie kind of can have the syndrome of some guy just waiting, but like, yeah, they would come into the police station with like guns and then they just decided we're going to stop firing these and go hand to hand. It's like you only brought 10 rounds, but yeah, it's a movie and the choreography can be fun. I do like the red and blue smoke bombs and the beanbag gun. Like that stuff was really fun. Even the carnival thing at the end, but didn't stick the landing, I think is what we were kind of talking about with DC before. Similar things here.
4: I think part of Harley Quinn's um, powers or abilities is similar to Joker where things just kind of work out and she's kind of is just does whatever and it just happens to work out. So she comes in with a beanbag gun and somehow is able to defeat a whole, um, you know, squad of policemen. Maybe not the most believable thing, but I think it works because it's just so kind of, you know, madcap and crazy. It also um,
2: feels very true to the character, which I think yeah, is important.
4: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, Harley Quinn running around. She shouldn't like. She she could get shot by one bullet and be dead, but somehow it never happens, and she just fights people. Want you know, um, hand to hand, and just and just kills them. So, I
1: I liked I liked it. Do you guys like Margot? Does she do Harley justice? Uh, is this a good take on the character, Joe?
4: Oh yeah, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, but. I think Margot Robbie is the only actress that could really commit to this to the extent that she does. And I can't even imagine anyone else in this role. I think she nails it.
2: There is a scene in the middle where she's explaining to Black Canary what a Harlequin is. And she's like blackout drunk at the bar. I think that Mm -hmm. is the best scene in any DCEU movie. I think her performance is incredible. It really has. That is an insane take. (laughs) I'm just. I, I gotta I think chop it has, your legs off for that. That is an insane take. I think it has the emotional weight that a Deadpool movie has never had in two movies, and she gets it in in five or
4: six lines. I agree with you, Joe.
3: Yeah, I. I think yeah, Margot Robbie is like the as she was the strongest thing in Suicide Squad, the strongest thing about this movie is her performance and then the action. But there's another person who has a decent performance. Oh, you bringing me there?
4: Are you in the same direction? I was going to say, yes, the the person who steals every scene they're in, of course. Every scene? uh, Every line. Every Um, moment. Rosie Perez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, of course, we're talking about Ewan McGregor as uh, Roman Solanus, Black Mask. Hello there. Yes, He's very over the top and he's chewing a lot of
3: scenery, but oh, I like so much because scenery. of that. Colin, but you're, you were the dissenter. I want to get your take. What do you think about Obi-Wan's black uh, mask? Look,
1: Mike, no dissent here. My one line review <laughs> to my father after we left the theater was, here's my Birds of Prey review. You will spend every moment wishing Ewan McGregor was back on screen. <laughs> he is phenomenal. I said to Jacob as we were walking in, oh, this Chris Messina guy, you know, as Zazz, uh, who the fuck cares about him? Yeah. The relationship, he the Tweedledum, Tweedledee that they have throughout the film. It is it is some of the most electrifying and magnetic acting I've seen in forever. DC got the villains, boys.
4: I can testify to you. I was sitting next to Colin. I could tell he wasn't that into the movie. But every time and McGregor would say something, he would just laugh. And he's just loving it. So I was like... Basically, yeah, I like it. He's 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 you know he's flamboyant, um, and he's he's kind of goofy until it gets serious, and you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking psychopath. Um, yeah, I really think it works. The I only downside to it, honestly, was that they they spoiler they kill him at the end, no. so they can never bring <laughs> him back. But yeah, you know,
2: that's uh yeah you know, see that's one of the things I hate about this movie because Ewan McGregor's Black Mask I think is uh, the best villain DC has had since Heath Ledger's Joker. He's, he's hmm. so be. great. Uh, the speech he's giving like all of the goons at the end where he's like, these fucking women, let's go kill them. It, it's perfect.
1: <laughs> <Right>. oh, <laughs> Joe, like, Joe, when he makes that woman climb on the table, when he, <laughs> oh, man. when he's oh, having a terrifying. fit and looks across the room, it's incredible. It just notices her and <laughs> singles her out. It is you do, it's terrifying. You're right. You just feel the energy of a guy We've all been in a bar where somebody across the room just looks at you and you're like, Oh, did I just fucking like wrong that guy? Get like, guy. Yeah. God,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> right. At times mm-hmm. he reminded me of um the purple man from Jessica Jones, David Tennant. Yeah. Um, you know, What's just that? in like in this ability just to like terrify everybody in the room. And he goes from like just laughing it up to like, you know, deadly serious in a second.
3: Yeah. And and I I you know He's showing all of his trophies, being goofy like this. This shrunken head—he's a thousand years old. Now he's just an ornament in my house. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> it is. It is. It's it gross. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he like decides not to skin the girl, but then he does because she has a snot bubble. Like this guy's weird. Um, I think he's I think Victor Zaz was pretty cool as well, even though. He was minor. Did you like they the did voice, about Mike? What they could with him.
1: Was he kind of doing like a Jimmy Stewart, Elmer Fudd? Oh, this thing is, Mister, Mister Mr. I gotta go get him white now.
3: I was like, oh, what an interesting choice. There was a little something going on, but I, I just heard about that character, like just doing research on other stuff. But I'd never read any of the books. But I liked the idea of this weirdo killer guy who scars himself up. And I didn't realize that was him even until he took off his shirt. Here's how good an actor Chris Messina is. There are so many scenes
1: where uh, he and Ewan McGregor are facing the screen, but they're staggered off so they can't see each other, where Ewan McGregor will smile and then Zaz will smile. He is so influenced. He is feeding off of his energy. We say perfect henchmen. Obviously, there was a little bit more an implied maybe homosexual relationship. I would have liked to see that pumped up more it was every time he would just go, no, 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 Roman, Roman, Roman. And just start
4: giving him a massage as like, <laughs> yeah, it like, would just yeah, get bigger down. and bigger. Like, like yeah. he's like, yeah, let's just go downstairs and kill this, kill this Harley girl. Come and on, then, you know, we could we, awesome do Steve. that for a while, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Is is there any, like, allusions to that in the, the comics with, like, Black Mask and Victor? Well, they really are two characters pair, that
1: never are paired together. Jacob's right. Yeah. There is only one comic as well where Zaz has the frosted hair. Um, typically, he mm. is a bald man. Obviously, the scars. I was yeah. kind of nervous that they weren't going to ever talk about it. It's not until basically right before he dies that he goes, do you want to know how I got these scars? All of the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's, he's not too similar to the Zazz that's been established in the comics and stuff. Like he has some of the characteristics, but um, I think overall for this whole Birds of Prey movie, they kind of take different characters and change little pieces about their story to make it fit into this story.
3: Yeah, well, as a normie, like, I I don't know anything about these guys. So I just liked Zaz and Ewan McGregor. But I guess even with the birds, Joe, maybe you can help me figure this out. There's a lot of changes there, too.
2: No, I mean, I think it works well for Zaz because he's such a minimal villain anyway that it's fine to just, you know, like, let him be a henchman for Black Mask. That makes sense in terms of the hierarchy of Gotham criminals
3: in my mind. Right. He uh, so doesn't get much higher than middle management. No, it's
2: it's fine. Um, in terms of the, the birds themselves, Huntress, they go with the the newer version of her story, which I think is the better version of her story. Um, I loved her character design. I wish, again, like, like we've been saying, I wish they were kind of like two separate movies or, you know, just, just – I don't need a solo Huntress movie, but I would have liked more Huntress if that makes sense. I'm uh, with you.
4: Yeah, I think um, Huntress especially. I mean, I like her character well enough, but she really felt tacked on to the whole plot of this movie. I mean, she basically doesn't even meet any of the other characters until the, the whole team-up thing at the very end.
1: And for the finale to be based around, well, you've killed all of the victims on your list. Shouldn't you also stick around to help this kid? And she's like, yeah, I guess so. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> and it just yeah. real quick, yeah. when I said I don't like it, here's what I don't like. This is a bad script, guys. It's thin on every level. The characters are thin. They're not given much to do. They don't change over the course of the movie. Um, And and that's one of the biggest parts is just this wasted ensemble. So I would have liked to see more of Helena as well.
2: It's action piece to
1: action piece.
2: There's not a lot of character growth.
3: And yeah, kind of what we were saying earlier, the Birds of Prey part feels tacked on, but the Harley Quinn part is really strong. Like Maybe they needed to somehow find a way to... Give them both the time they deserve, but they—they they might not have needed to be in the same thing. They found it. The Joe said it. I—I had, I had not thought that. You said this is a Catwoman movie
1: to me now. But they should retitle yeah. it. We need and to it, do some reskinning. Put me. her in a suit. <laughs> they've
3: just—they've been doing great stuff with CG cats anyway. I'm sure we could bring some of those models over <laughs> but that was and replace Margot like, Robbie.
2: Watching it just frustrated me so much. Is like I loved Harley. And I think I would I would have watched an entire movie of her trying to avoid people she had wronged because her shield is Mm -hmm. gone. That is fucking funny, smart and offers a bunch of fourth wall breaking fun. A movie about a fucking jewel thief who gets caught in the middle of one huntress trying to track down and murder her hit list and be black mask trying to take over Gotham. Like that's a fucking Catwoman. That's a Catwoman miniseries I would love to read and like there's the movie. It's just two different yep. movies.
3: And yeah, just having a madcap Harley Quinn bumbling her way through the alleys of Gotham trying not to get killed is yeah. its own amazing thing. Yeah, And like coming yeah, well, to
2: her emancipation, you could have even kept that theme of her like I'm finally over the Joker and her blowing up Ace Chemicals could have been the end. <laughs> like that would have been a yeah. movie I would watch.
4: I would have called this movie like Harley Quinn versus Birds of Prey, and not have the title. Like, obviously they have changed it now to better reflect it because, I mean, it's really it's it's ha- didn't have good marketing because it buried the lead about you know this is a Harley Quinn movie, um, so to call it Birds of Prey with a long like subtitle, the baffling marketing, marketing so choice tough
2: here though because you're you're kind of making a sequel to a movie that bombed. And you're kind of backdooring a bunch of bomb did eight hundred million
3: dollars without China, Joe. Yeah, and they're pretending like that Joker isn't even doesn't exist anymore. Like they have like a stand-in. Like they are really divorcing themselves.
1: They have a stand-in in in every way for one scene, Mike, uh, where you see him from behind. I pointed this out to Jacob. I want to posit this theory to to my two best friends here. Is this Joker, were they apologizing for something very specific? We see the back of Joker when Harley is introduced to someone she has wronged. What did I do to you? What do you mean? Look at my face. You guys tattooed my face. Now, this Joker was known for his tattooed face. That is what people in the public did not like about him. The fact that he is damaged on his head. We have a scene where Harley's like, I don't know, that idiot just chose to do that. That's not my fault. It's like, yeah, the face tattoo wasn't my idea. It's just basically saying, yeah. "What? are you fucking kidding me? That's a bigger retcon than Luke saying, hey, respect your lightsaber.
3: Yeah, but even like the picture of the Joker she drew on her little knife-throwing target, you know, when the kid looks over at it, it's like, who's that? Oh, you've never heard of the Joker, but it doesn't say damaged on the... No. Character that she drew either, so it's like. Let well, Happy says that
2: you you dared him to do it. She's like, I dare lots of people to do lots of things. That's not my Yeah, thought. big whoop. Like, I do I, like this I, I don't know, man. I loved the whole egg sandwich bit. I really love Margot Robinson. I want
3: that sandwich. Fucking yeah. Birdie, and, I like gets... mm-hmm. and I
2: want more of her. And I want more of the I just... birds too. I just don't know if it's a Birds of Prey too I want. I just kind of want them shoved into other stuff.
3: I just want to know who they are. They didn't have time to, like, Canary does one power. You know, we only get really the Huntress oh, and Canary, right? I there's did not no like that. Uh, Barbara Gordon, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, it should be Oracle, who is Babs after she's been paralyzed, is, is sending out Black Canary and, and Huntress on missions, and Harley would have nothing to do with them. I mean, it's like, so she took the name and, and made it something different.
4: Right, and then we have mm-hmm. Cassandra Cain, who is the jewel thief. Who obviously she'll apparently go on to become Batwoman's woman when she's older. So Batgirl, um, she Batgirl, um, and that's actually been retcon.
2: Now she's just a character known as Orphan, and she never was Batgirl in the current oh. continuity. Uh, but she's a badass character who's just again not the character you see on screen.
3: Well, you know, it seems like. You know, talking about the current continuity in the comics and sort of the changes they made to the birds and how Harley Quinn interacts with them, maybe now's a good time to jump into the comics and see kind of how she's been represented in that well, side of things.
4: Yeah, can I just say one thing about the movie? So um <laughs> I know you're trying to transition, but um <laughs> here so here's what I think. But fuck that. <laughs> My pitch for a sequel to this movie would be Harley Quinn versus the Birds of Prey. Because we've seen, you know, she has this kind of on-off relationship with like, she likes them, but she's also a villain at heart too. She's like an anti-hero whatever. The next movie should have her teaming up with Catwoman and Poison Ivy and then somehow the Birds of Prey get involved and it's, it's those three villains versus the Birds of Prey. That, that sounds like the pitch. same
2: amount of thought they put into this one in terms of building the plot. <laughs> I hope in the but, sequel they stitch Black Mask back together and he's in every DC movie moving forward. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. About no, no, movie. no, shut up. That's
1: an interesting point that Joe just made because you guys said the marketing is wrong. The Marketing should have been every scene of and McGregor's, and then the sequels to this movie should have Ewan McGregor. The next Justice League movie should be versus Black Mask, Ewan McGregor. The next Avengers movie should be against Black Mask, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how but much I need to double for down. For real, on him. for real, I agree. this
2: Black Mask interacting with whatever Colin Farrell's penguin's gonna be versus Robert Pattinson's Batman. Like, I my biggest thing I hate about this movie is that they killed Black Mask because I think he is a perfect character for the Gotham they built and just that he's gone now is is such a shame I think they really shot it is a shame the foot there.
4: yeah um, I mean they could always maybe have him come back in a prequel or something but um, I the things I liked about this movie was the cast, the general aesthetic, the action, so I think you can take, I like this universe that they've built even through all the shit it's gone through with Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. I think they've arrived at something that that to me is interesting and I'd like to see them keep building on this kind of Gotham crime, you know, underbelly type of thing. I like it.
2: All the movies have been fun post uh, Justice League. Everything has been fun. I mean, I think you need to keep that. That, that, is, that is working for me, and I think people react well to having fun at movie theaters. So maybe, maybe we keep having fun at movie theaters.
3: Even some R-rated fun.
2: Yeah. It's
3: better than the previous formula. So hopefully they stick to uh, stick to their guns and really hammer it down. But now, Jacob, do I have your permission? May we uh, yes. transition yes. from the movies you may. onto the face? Thank you for asking. Thanks, Mr. J.
4: Call, call, birds of prey.
1: We're back. We're talking Harley Quinn, and we're looking at a comic book character that didn't originate on the comic book pages, but hey, here's where she is coming in. Um, Again, kind of an interesting history. Mike, you were like, oh, so is the Batman animated series stuff different than the comic book stuff? Yes. (laughs) Yes, your question is correct. (laughs) And no. (laughs) uh, Yes and no, because technically the first comic book she debuted in is an adaptation of Batman the Animated Series.
2: Oh, great! In a, in a series that is in that universe. So the first time she's introduced, it is still in the, the Batman, the animated universe, universe, just on the page.
3: Right. So they had a separate universe for the TV show in the comics. Makes sense. I'm with you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so first time she ever debuted
1: in the actual comic books is a comic book called Batman Harley Quinn. The thing that uh, is most famous about this cover, guys, or this comic book, I should say, is the cover. It's the famous Joker and Harley Quinn dancing as drawn by Alex Ross. We kind of glazed over it before, but uh, Suicide Squad references that image in a very cool dance scene with Jared Leto and Harley Quinn. It's the only time you ever see her in the original outfit.
2: And it's my favorite part of Suicide Squad. I mean, it's a a lovely little homage to, to something all DC fans love. I mean, Alex Ross's art has kind of become synonymous with with big-ticket covers. I mean, you've seen uh, some of the stuff he did for Batman R.I.P., and even in the Marvel Universe, too. He's been around forever making uh, some really, really cool-looking stuff.
3: Yeah, this is a super-iconic cover. Like, even I'm familiar with this image, just, like, on its silhouette because it's just slick-back Joker Topic. hair. Yeah, the yeah, tuxedo. next to where I got yeah. my uh, daddy's yeah. little Spray monster painted. Shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I wish all won.
1: three of you would take those off. Somehow you've put them all on.
2: I'm going to keep adding one to every segment.
3: That's right. (laughs) So um, she finally, then this is where she gets to break into kind of the prime timeline. Um, Harley Quinn's here. She's a little different. Again, she's not even getting the acid bath yet, guys, but she is
1: just like the psychiatric uh, attendant for her, for the Joker, who has gone completely insane again.
3: And as far as her origins, so she is swayed by the Joker's charms, I guess, right? Or Stockholm Syndrome. But it, it, the chemical bath from, like, Suicide Squad, is that a comics thing or is that it? A- it becomes a comic thing.
2: But what I think is really interesting about the psychology of the character is, you know, we talked about Joker kind of being the clown prince of crime and always having a method to his madness, even if it doesn't seem like he does. Um, he listens to her. This is a woman that no one has ever listened to who chooses a profession of listening to other people. He flips the script on her and manages to turn her. I think that is just a, wow. a really interesting character trait yeah. and you see it in, in books moving forward. Yeah. You guys no, keep saying Stockholm
1: great. syndrome. It's interesting to think about Joker getting nightingale syndrome that he literally falls in love with the
3: person taking care of him. Oh yeah. I kind of get that too. Cause he's what? so damaged.
2: Here's a question. Do you think he loves Harley Quinn? Do you think Joker loves Harley Quinn? Because there's
3: no question that Harley no. Quinn loves the
2: Joker.
1: Yes. Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn loves too much. That will be her eventual downfall because technically I would say she loves every person she comes in contact with and hates every person she comes in contact with. Jacob, you were just saying she has a tenuous relationship with the birds of prey.
3: Yeah, sure. That's even with everybody. Even Poison Ivy, will, you know, she'll get ticked off by her. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for the Joker, like, does he love Harley Quinn? I would point to the uh, recent defenestration, which means throwing someone out a window as evidence that no, uh, <laughs> he does not. <laughs> I don't think he loves anyone, but maybe not even himself, right? He just likes chaos.
4: But I do like this idea of having the, the craziest one of the craziest villains in the whole DC and have him be in a committed monogamous relationship with with um harley quinn for such a long time like i, I that's an interesting angle to have and the so hero, I, I think Jacob, in some
1: his counterpoint is the confirmed bachelor with the young lad right. it's like no no
2: everything's <laughs> on the up
4: and up true and yang, um,
2: that's what it's all about
4: so i think some depictions of joker he does love her and then some he's more just kind of using her mm. um but i think it depends on the the joker depiction my favorite
1: interpretation that's ever been done is the Arkham City video game. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But when you see the, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's the Batman Origins, or Arkham Origins, I should say, video game, where you see the Joker sort of come about and sort of take his place in the world. He's captured at the end. Harley isn't Harley yet. She is still Harlene Quinzel. So as he's describing obsession and passion in their first session, she doesn't realize she's not talking, or he's not talking about her. He's talking about Batman. So the ability
3: to see past her, I like.
2: Mm. Interesting. We did talk about the
3: true love is Batman and Joker. So maybe he's comfortable and he likes the advantage that she provides by her being in love with him. She can get him out of jail and stuff like that. But I think it's fairly
4: uh, one. But Batman is the one that truly completes him. Right.
3: Right. (laughs) Go back and listen. That episode completes this one. (laughs) <laughs> so so to,
2: to get us back on track here, Colin, can you explain the acid bath? Because I know Mike is dying to hear.
3: Yeah. I was going so, to win. Where did that come from?
1: Most famous comic books, if you're talking Harley, are Mad Love, that very famous animated episode. Eventually, Paul Dini does get a chance to be like, well, let me just put this on the page. And that sort of introduces again what she's going to be like. But when it comes to the new 52 I mean, this was six, seven years ago, guys, so it's a lot more modern. It's not the 90s anymore. Women, of course, can sell comic books, as they always have been able to, but executives never believed in that, so they start to say, Harley can be in her own series. In the new 52, let's have her take the bath, too, and really make her a female Joker.
3: Hmm. Okay. I I would like to get your opinion, Joe and Colin. So do you think that that is better or worse than her just kind of falling in love with the Joker? I think it
1: changes so much because from there people are like, she she should never wear the costume. Well, she should also have red and black hair and she should also always carry a mallet. And hey, let's put her on the Suicide Squad. That's when this is happening too. In fact, let's put her on a lot of teams. Let's have her interact with these people. Hey, she needs her own team called the Harley Quinns. You know, let's get her these people too. I think that's too much too soon. I I kind of prefer her in smaller doses. Mm. Joe,
2: I think um, I think she and this is what I said up top. She filled a void. Um, DC saw what Marvel was doing with Deadpool. When Deadpool was introduced, he was a badass and 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 kind of a wisecracker, but not the fourth wall breaking uh, queer jokester that he became. Mm-hmm. They needed something like that. They needed a character who had that tone. And they did it with Harley. And I think they did it well. Um, but I'm also with Colin in the same breath that like, you know me, I'm all about the heroes. I don't read a lot of solo Harley stuff. And when she was doing these original New 52 runs, it really wasn't my style until they kind of embraced this Deadpool aspect. Uh, she goes to Comic-Con in in a solo series. Um, and then she really kind of becomes an anti-hero in, in some other books. And I think that was kind of the direction they decided to take her to fill that Deadpool void.
1: Mm. Oh, totally. Because let me just read this quote real quick, guys. This is 2014. This is Adam Glass. This is the guy who is writing those new 52 books. When he was asked, what's the difference between your Harley and Paul Dini's Harley? He said, I think the difference between the Harley and my book and what Paul did is that I'm writing a Harley that's not about the Joker. Now, I'll go on record saying this, but I think that Harley will always be loyal and faithful to the Joker when he's around, but when the Joker isn't, she's a young woman who's very capable of doing many things and is her own person.
3: Yeah, she's a PhD psychiatrist. Like, she is intelligent and capable of things. A little off, maybe, after meeting the Joker, but okay. A little
1: off ex-Olympian, Mike. She was going to be a gymnast, but uh, that didn't pan out as well. That's what got her into the psychiatric field. And, of course, there's the question of her sexuality. Is she straight? Is she pan? Is she bi? All that good stuff. I liked in Birds of Prey when we got that fantastic animated opening. One of her past lovers was a woman when she was cycling through it, so maybe we'll we'll get that with Ivy in the future.
2: And Colin, I keep coming back to something you said that I think is really smart and, and a good way to define the character. You were like, I think she loves and hates everyone equally. I think that that really does kind of sum up Harley and and why she does sometimes help Batman out. Sometimes she's a good guy. Sometimes she's a bad guy. Sometimes she's an anti-hero. It's because, like you said, she both loves and hates the world so much that uh, she kind of can't make up her mind.
1: Oh, Puddin', if I could make up my mind, it wouldn't be so hot in the morning. Ooh.
3: Sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, like, hey, uh, Betty, speak it hard in the morning. <laughs> like, keep fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> No, that it. I, I wonder because, like, for the amount of uh, hot topic references we've been making, with like, oh, everyone loves Harley Quinn now. It's like that is pretty recent, and like what we're kind of covering, it does seem like some of these facets about her character, like you know, when the Joker's around or not, and her o- Olympic history. I wonder how many people generally know that stuff because I did not before entering in this episode. I just knew she like had a hammer, a weird voice, and is quirky, right? So, well, I'll ask there's this a question. Reason.
2: I, I think there's a reason we do see her at Hot Topic and stuff. I think she really appeals to a, a young female audience. That's like, it's okay to dress how you want to dress. It's okay to say what you want to say, and uh, and kind of be that that outspoken badass character. You really don't have a lot of that in terms of of female superheroes. You have people like Wonder Woman who are virtuous. You don't really mm. have kind of the the dirty
3: a um, Joan Jet kind of punk
4: rock.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, you, that's that's Harley. Well, and I also, think she speaks to a lot of people.
4: Yeah. And Joe, to go off that, I mean, it's interesting because you take a character that basically their whole reason for existing is that they're so committed to the Joker and they'll just like do anything he says. And now you take a, her in Birds of Prey and you break her up from the Joker and you make her her own. And now she has to live independently. And it's about the movie's also about her like coming to terms with that as well. So I think that's an interesting move for the movie.
3: The speech that she makes, right, like Joe said, you know, what's a Harlequin? It needs a master, right? right? What is a Harlequin without a master? So uh, on that point, like compared to the movie, like does she ever work with or against the birds of prey in the comics? Like is there a precedent for where they pulled this stuff from or is this just kind of an amalgamation no, of this
1: things? is this is phony. Like Mike, or I'm sorry, like like Mike, like Mike, the movie. Um, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great movie. Like Joe said, she's more known as the Gotham City Sirens. You know, when when Mr. J kicks her out, she runs to Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy already has a thing set up with Catwoman. Okay, we'll let the psychopath join us. Usually she's going up against the birds
3: of prey. I almost would prefer that to be the ending of the the movie. It's like she runs, 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 and her salvation is found with a final act of like a poison ivy or something. Right, well, you heard my pitch for Birds of Prey too, right? Yeah,
2: versus the Birds of Prey. You heard it right, Mr.
1: Hollywood? (laughs) But this is my big question here, guys, that I want to know, and to kind of sum up Harley here to get your guys' take on the sum up of her. What is Harley's audience? Joe's saying it is empowering for those ladies. I agree. People at Hot Topic should be able to do this. But is Harley an R-rated character? I mean, she is the girlfriend of a serial killer, quote-unquote. In Suicide Squad, it says, you know, she, she was an accomplice in the murder of a robin. Did she murder somebody? Does Harley murder people? Clearly, she does sometimes. But uh, is
3: this someone we should love? It's interesting. It's like, you know, the same thing that we're saying with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. It's like, why are we like aggrandizing this criminal, this murderer, right? Harley Quinn is also a criminal and potential murderer. I don't know if anybody was working at that plant late that night when she blew it up and I didn't see Suicide Squad. So, yeah, she is a criminal, but she is held up against, you know, I, generally when she's the hero, people who are worse than what she's doing. So that's where you strike the balance, you know, Um because she's fighting a greater evil, we're able to root for her in the, a fictitious kind of setting. I, I don't know. I think she's definitely R-rated though.
2: I think she's R-rated, but in the same sense that Deadpool is R-rated, where I don't think either one necessarily ever needs to be R-rated. Um, they just need to be able to to break the fourth wall and be a little edgier. Um I mean, I think one of the things that held Birds of Prey back was the R rating, and I think you Absolutely. could have made that movie without it being rated R, really.
4: I think that's actually a big reason why it's not doing as well as projected at the box office, um, because you have a whole audience of like you know younger uh, girls and boys who, who might want to see this movie, but the R rating kind of restricts it for them, so... I don't even know why they made this R-rated. I mean, I, I don't mind it being R-rated, but it just doesn't seem to make sense from a financial point of view. Yeah.
2: To, to get back to the comics here before, before yeah. we move out of them. Um, does anyone know what's happening in the Batman book right now? Cause I think this is pretty interesting. Ooh,
3: um, tell me. I would love to be brought up to speed. Yeah. Wait, all what's... right. Let me, br- let me bring
2: you up to speed. So obviously Harley, like we've talked about, started as a sidekick, graduates to a partner, uh, divorces from that relationship becomes her own thing. She's an antihero. She's a villain. She's a hero. Kind of floats all over. Mm-hmm. Now, in issue number eighty nine of the current Batman run, there is a new gal in Joker's life. They are introducing Punchline, who is
4: Whoa. essentially
2: the Harley replacement. She is a a clown lady, uh, Asian descent, with uh, uh, like color in her hair. Um, basically like what I assume every one who worships the Joker, like their dream girl, you know what I mean? Like kind of really plays into some stereotypes. Oh, you're exactly right. Um, Oh, but, but she is, uh, joining the, the field. She is now the new love of Joker's life. His, his girl Friday is now punchline. So I think it's pretty interesting timing wise that it's like, this seems like a real commitment, right? To Harley being her own thing. They are introducing a new lover for Joker. I think that really is the the nail in the coffin of their relationship.
3: Wow! And we definitely have established that the Joker does have a type. Um, <laughs> Clown? Clown. <laughs> Correct. He's got his. Little, he's going to, doing a little knives chow. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, right yeah, now, I guess. Yeah, uh, I can see that. She has knives. I'm looking at, at the photo. So.
2: Yeah. Um, so, cool. her full debut is in issue uh, 89 of Batman. So, if you pick that up, it's going to be the first appearance of Punchline, the new DC villainess. Punchline.
3: Well, maybe one day she'll make her way into some other media and face off against Harley. So, they are committed to making Harley yeah. kind of her own thing now, and not Joker. tied to the Joker. <laughs> we'll yeah. be dating Punchline, and Harley
1: will be dating a guy called Stand Up,
2: Mike. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, I <hope> yes. So. <laughs> but who knows? You know, Punchline might show up in other mediums, like Mike said, maybe even a video game
3: yeah that's true you know and speaking of video games maybe uh, Harley Quinn has been you know we talked Arkham there's you know the DC uh, whole universe of games let's go and see kind of where she's been in the last couple uh, decade or so
4: in video games
1: We're back. We're talking Harley Quinn. Uh, We're talking DC's Harley Quinn on Normies Like Us. Talking the video game section here. Harley Quinn, it's pretty simple, guys. Uh, You just pointed out the Arkham games. We'll talk about those in a moment. If her first debut is the animated series, obviously adaptations of the animated series are going to be her first video game debut. She's doing that on Sega, on SNES. Harley's been Mm -hmm. around playable for a while, boys.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was always the Batman games for Super Nintendo, like you said. Um, I didn't play a ton of these, but of course, having her origins in the show means she would have shown up. She's just like a boss character? Or is she a playable character? She's a
1: boss character. Uh, we heard Joe's history last week on being stuck on the Joker's level of the Batman and Robin video game, the Crazy Joker's roller coaster. I believe if you get past that one, you will see her. Joe and I will never see her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. We're not going to do it. It's impossible.
3: We'll just have to save Scum and Emulator. Um, that's the only way. Gotcha. And then what about you know other things like like DC Universe or even the Arkham series? And
1: you've mentioned DC like Universe online in the past. Yeah.
3: Same thing, like the Joker. You can follow
1: quests or go up against her, depending on your allegiances. If you're a hero or a villain. Obviously I've pointed out in the past I'm a Lego freak. If you guys haven't played the DC Supervillains game, she is a very large part of that. That would be their latest Lego uh
3: comic book crossover. Nice. Taking the hammer and smashing up bricks. That seems like a good time. Yeah, pretty much. All right, all right. And then we talked a little bit about Arkham and, you know, the whole uh Joker actually loving Batman and stuff, but she's also appeared in those. Um yeah. This is the and big I think one these kind ones of are for big. her,
1: though. Oh, uh, yeah. Total agreement here, because, like, let's look at it. She's been a staple character since the first game. And then beyond that, guys, DLC going forward, you've had it for uh, City and then for the latest one, Night, where you literally play as Harley and including introducing her original outfit into the Arkham continuity.
2: Yeah, oh, which that's is pretty really sick. exciting. I think it was kind of the first time people saw the the new look of Harley, too. Um, you know, like even in the comics, she didn't quite have the, the, the sex appeal outfit, I guess I'll say that uh, Mm, she has in the Arkham universe. They really leaned into what we would see later in suicide squad, um, before she had that look in the comics.
1: Yeah. Arkham Asylum specifically introduces her as nurse Harley. It's, it's so overly sexualized guys. I mean, I know fanboys who are still obsessed with this interpretation of Harley.
3: It is interesting that, like, all of the defining characteristics of Harley kind of happened outside of comics for the the most part, right? And, like, even this new version that we see in Suicide Squad came from the games. Like, I never uh, had realized that. So I think for people like me and uh, the other people who are maybe a little normie on this, it's pretty interesting to kind of see how she's evolved. She's evolved, but she's kind of stayed the
1: same, Mike, because we talked about the original actress, the Arlene Sorkin, who took over, over, originally portrayed the role. Uh, eventually she was succeeded on that animated series by veteran voice actress, Tara Reed, uh, or I'm sorry, Tara, Tara, strong. Strong. Tara Reed. <laughs> it was Tara Reed uh... from scrubs fame and other drunken, uh, exploits. Um, it was yeah. Tara strong voice actress. Happy birthday, Tara strong. It is today when we're recording birthday. this. Hey, happy birthday. Um, she's known happy for everything. Birthday. My little pony, stuff like that. But Mike, yeah. in the Arkham games, she's voicing the character. So, again, there's not really a disconnect because even fans, Normie fans, can be like, know, it sounds like Harley.
2: It's yeah. like getting Mark Hamill for the that Joker. Is. I recognize that voice. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: That's cool. And she's so Mike, put up a lot right. of videos uh...
1: with uh, Mark Hamill where she puts his arm around him and says, he's my putting on stuff. It's the best, guys. <laughs> oh, it's that's so awesome. Yeah,
4: I would consider her like the, the Kevin Conroy of Harley Quinn now, right? Agreed.
2: Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting, Mike. You're definitely right. She is a, a comic book character that we are covering who kind of really the least interesting stuff about her is the comic book. It's all it's all this other stuff that uh, was her her conception and, and her future, really.
3: And maybe almost fan response, like turning it into something unexpected that, you know, the producers of the properties never really saw coming. So maybe that kind of also explains why they didn't know exactly what to do in the movie, et cetera, because – She is an ever-evolving kind of thing right now. She's in a state of flux, much like her own mental state. Um, Kind of interesting parallel, I guess. If you want a very different take on her normies,
1: the uh, ex-video game publisher Telltale had a series of Batman video games, Batman and then the sequel Batman, The Enemy Within. When she's introduced in that second game, she is a follower of John Doe, quote-unquote, who is their Joker, who has started like a lunacy cult. Depending on if you get the good ending or bad ending, she either ends up with the Joker or ends up on Amanda Waller's Task Force X, quote unquote, which is what they call the Suicide Squad.
3: Which is the good ending?
1: I think the good ending's her ending up with the Joker. Got it.
3: I guess it's all frame of mind. And obviously,
2: yeah. um, you know, we've talked about Injustice with the Joker. Got to talk about oh, yeah. it with Harley as well. Playable character in the comics of that universe. She really becomes the right hand man of Batman. She goes full superhero, basically.
1: Interesting. Yes. And uh, we mentioned last week MLK 11 obviously has the Joker DLC. With that came a character skin pack for
3: Sonya Blade as Harley Quinn.
2: Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's crazy.
3: Oh wow! So the Joker is there for real. I wonder if they did any unique dialogue, like and probably you're not. not. Harley
1: Quinn, I just feel like it's know? probably so lazy, Mike. And literally, the fact that again they have Maybe. all of these models that exist in uh, the Injustice platform that I'm sure could just be tweaked and imported, and they're like, the yeah, same no, we'll just exactly we're just dripping out these. What if Joker was in it again? Like Joker was in the last two guys. I'm not fucking shocked here. Right, right. <laughs> we'll send
3: Scorpion over DC. Well it would definitely would be an injustice though to skip over the fact that she she appears as with all other DC characters that Dununch. we cover from here on will be in those games. Um anything else with the Harley Queen games, or do we want to kinda of get back? Final thoughts on kind of her journey as a whole and our journey it's with kinda kinda throughout this episode. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Let's let's hit that wrap up. <laughs>
1: We're back we're wrapping up things uh coming to an end talking the clown princess of crime it's Harley quinzel on normies like us
3: yeah I, on this wrap-up i want to mention when i was doing my research right i found these like animated clips that looked like it was like a kid's show but then harley quinn's like accusing batman of fucking bats like oh yes. my so, do we know so, what that
2: is <laughs> this is what i wanted to talk about um i missed it in the movie section uh, so exciting. It is a DC Universe app TV show. Harley Quinn mm. is back in her own animated uh, role. She is voiced by Kelly Joe Joker is of Serenity and Doom Patrol fame. Uh, what is his name? Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Oh, hell um, yeah. And this show is... So much fucking fun. Um, I was really resistant at first. I caught up on like the first six episodes in one sitting. If you are a diehard comic book fan, there is so much uh, Easter egg material in there. Every villain in Gotham shows up. It's, It's a ball. Uh, if that you're a cartoon wow. fan,
1: I will recommend this show, guys. This is not only one of the best thing that's ever had Harley in it, I think it's far superior to Birds of Prey. I think it's one of the best animated series that's been made in years. Warner Brothers has a very weird relationship with the DC stuff. Every time they release one of those um, direct-to-DVD movies, like Batman vs. the Teen Titans, that stuff, that is uh, Korean animators that they send that off to. It's got a very interesting mm-hmm. style, but a very set anime style. It's also not a lot of animation that happens in the, it. Like, it's kind of lazy budget-wise. Heavy on the keyframes. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. A lot of like, oh, the mouth is moving, I guess. Um, yep. Yep. But this series, the Harley Quinn series, is animated in-house. It's the same animation that they use for their Scooby-Doo series, as that's obviously part of the Hanna-Barbera WB conglomerate. I just think it's mm. so fantastic, guys. It's beautiful and funny as
3: fucking hell. It so this is, is like so an adult show, written. then. Yes, it is a hard oh, yeah. R. Um, the I thought somebody like dubbed over a clip from the Batman. Uh, when no, I saw no, that, no. I was like, "There's no way."
2: Although it's easy to think that because even Batman is voiced by the guy who did the voice for Batman: Brave and the Bold. So Dietrich there is Badger, kind of this yeah. all-in-the-family uh, feeling to it. I think it's, it's okay. so sharply written. It's really funny. Um, I mean, I, in my opinion, it's kind of the new Rick and Morty, like it is, wow, it wow. is, it is funny, sharp, and there's, you know, definitely moral quandaries presented as you follow Harley Quinn in her attempt to get over the Joker.
4: And you can watch it on DC universe, which I just realized I still have an account for. Oh my God. So that I that will be doing that. Yeah, for that every week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the, uh, what's the promo code? Uh, promo normies. code
4: NORMIES, like us, 20. Uh, real. I mention this app all us. the time, in though. I,
2: I adore this app. I think the, uh, the content on there is great. Uh, between Doom Patrol and Harley Quinn, it's worth the subscription on those two alone. And
4: Young Justice.
2: Yeah, and Young uh, Justice.
4: Well. Oh, wait, yes. Young Ju- yeah, I thought you awesome. said Titans. <laughs> yeah, Young Justice for sure. <laughs> Young Justice
3: for sure. Do they have the original Birds of Prey television show? They do. Yeah. Oh my God. Sign me up. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're now doing we're doing talking guys. <laughs> we're doing it. That's awesome. I g I gotta definitely check out the Harley Quinn show because that clip was hilarious and I thought it was just like somebody haven't taken a piss on, you know, an oh, animated
2: I, I love it so much. And I guess this is a dumb thing to, to talk about when, but when Cassie and I were watching it, she doesn't really read a ton of Batman comics. Um, Robin is in the series and he is Damian Wayne and he speaks and acts like he does in the comics, which is very mm. proper. He was raised by Raj Agul and Talia. Like he has sort of a, a weird flair to him and it is totally no emotion. represented. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just, um, it's just a really fun, smart, funny show. I Kite Man, hell yeah. Thank you. Awesome.
4: Thank you for your recommendation, Joe. I'm absolutely going to check that out.
3: I'm glad we were Let's able go. to bring that back around because we definitely should have mentioned that. Glad we got the errata. Yeah, it's kind um, of a big anything? Harley thing this year, the fact that she's got her own animated series. You're probably right, Mike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> might might want to mention it, it.
3: And if you guys are saying better than the Birds of Prey movie, because like, there are problems with that movie as much as we like Margot Robbie. Yeah, I would this say could much be much better. Maybe the best Harley Quinn content out there right now.
1: I, it's I one of those so, yeah. things again where I there see and I
3: hate to label anyone as an incel, but I read
1: so many hateful <laughs> comics comments online. that are like, yeah, but even in that show, Harley's not the best part. She's not even funny. Like Kaylee Kuko Sweetening's not even very funny. Like, you know, it's all the other people that are in it. Shut the fuck up. She's fucking hilarious. Relax.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. She's the glue that holds it all together. Oh, and, like, they they pick on Bane so much. It's so funny. Kite oh. Man's in there. I, I love this show.
3: Nice. Nice. I definitely got to check that out. That sounds fun. Um, there's also been a little bit of that, that controversy, people complaining about Birds of Prey. Like, oh, it's an anti-man movie. Like, I didn't get any of that i hate when i hate when this stuff comes up it's the whole
4: go woke go broke okay what is even woke about this movie i don't understand woke doesn't mean anything anymore
3: well (laughs) Well, we should
4: say (laughs) like harley uh... Quinn
2: is a bernie bro that is confirmed in the universe that's (laughs) right for bernie in 2016 but yeah apparently if you
4: have a, a movie with more than two women you're woke so (laughs) and 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 it's an anti-man movie it's bullshit so and you can make back your budget
2: and 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 still go broke so right
3: that's a question too kind of relating just to the general movie right will this make back its kind of investments because it had an issue with the naming there's you know a
4: little bit of internationally it already
3: made
2: back the budget um, for oh the that's original amazing
4: The movie. The problem is Marvel has set such a precedent that any like mid-sized hit now is considered a failure because but it didn't make like three times hit, its budget. Guys.
1: You guys are saying it made its budget but it is it's though. Got so much further to go and it's got absolutely no legs. Mike and I are excited because we're gonna be talking about a much better movie next <laughs> week to take care of this one. JK it will not be better. It will make more money. But yes, let's yes. do final thoughts and no. kind of a hit or shit. Will this be a profit maker for them?
4: Um, it already is. Like, isn't isn't let's it say, it's, it yeah. has not I mean, made profit yet. In, it has, you, in relation to it's the lowest grossing DC movie, but that doesn't mean that it hasn't made its budget back yet. But, but that's, generally
3: we take the budget and double it to account for marketing and things like wow. that. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Well, it hasn't, gotta it cut hasn't even,
1: even that. Yeah, it's not even. It has to make three times plus the, the gross is outrageous. So yeah, let it's me know gross. It is gross. <laughs> but I'll jump in here real quick. So I haven't mentioned yet why Harley is popular. Um, we talked a little bit about her revamp. That revamp came at a time when a uh, social media platform, Tumblr was super popular. The thing about Tumblr is is it's a emotion-based social media platform. Supposed opposed to showing people off what you're doing, you sort of express your feelings. And what came about is a lot of people sharing stills of Harley where they could say, this is me, I am the Manic Girl. And you would think that would translate over to, oh, and I'll share pictures of Joker as my partner as well. Actually, in my anecdotal experience, I would say it opened up people to say, I'm the Harley Uh, The less serious one, who's a little bit ditzy and clumsy, but also smart and bold and out there. And my partner is Batman, so actually sharing a lot of pictures of Harley and Batman together. That way you sort of dance around the abuse. You say, you know, my partner's not mean to me. He's actually the stern, no-nonsense protector. And when we're together, it's such a wild combination. Harley and Batman. And, And to me, that's really how she became popular. People just love sharing photos of Harley saying, I'm a lot like Harley. Final thoughts. Uh, I love Harley. I think she's one of the most interesting characters. I think she's only super good if you use her sparingly. The way that we are all like, well, Huntress was the best part of Birds of Prey. I mean, you know, every time she came on the screen, she was great. Or, you know, Black Mask, every time he came on screen, that should be Harley in another movie. I didn't like the film mainly because of the writing. I'll say also some performance stuff. That girl, Ellen J. Brusco, or, or whatever her name is. She is a bad actress who plays Cassandra Kane. It's unfortunate to call a child a bad actress. I've heard stories um, where Harrison Ford is on set telling people, close your mouth when you act. Because if, it, if you have it open, you will look like an idiot on screen. <laughs> she needs to hear that story because her mouth is open <laughs> for half the film. Sometimes it looks like she's mouthing the lines back to people who are saying them. I think she's just super inexperienced. So, not my favorite But I love the animated series, and I love Harley. I'm excited to have her in some way.
4: Um, I think, um, I don't totally agree with you, but I think Birds of Prey, it's a good, not great movie. Um, I, I do agree with you about Harley Quinn. I think she's better as a more supporting character. But keep in mind, they took the best part of Suicide Squad and made a movie around her, so you can understand why she... You know, she's, uh, she's she's the main character of this well, movie. The best
1: part about Suicide Squad, I don't remember seeing a Captain Boomerang movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there were no unicorns in this. So it's like they, they got the character right in Suicide <laughs> Squad, but then they, um, you know, they didn't develop a good movie around her. So I think this is a good movie to showcase her as a main character. I don't think she needs, I don't, like... A sequel to this movie would be uh, better if it was more ensemble-focused rather than Harley Quinn as the overall main character. Uh, but I, I think it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a good, good not great movie. Hmm.
3: Well, I think that next week we'll be talking about how Sonic made more money. Part absolutely of Absolutely not. To Sonic will be a huge will. bomb. Because it's not rated R. If this was PG-13, I think you'd have uh, a horse in the race. I think Sonic... Maybe it's going to make more money. I might be eating my chili dog shoe next week. But uh, when it comes to Birds of Prey, I am very on Team Joe. Like the Birds of Prey, like seeing the Huntress and those guys fleshed out in their own thing and just having basically Mad Max Fury Road, except she's just running through Gotham away from everybody that she's pissed off
4: would have been preferable. And Renee so. Montoya, another character that was originally developed in the 90s animated series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. Worth
2: throwing in there right at the end. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I liked Birds of Prey enough. I thought it was a fun time at the movies. Margot Robbie is, uh, I think, the perfect live-action Harley Quinn. I wouldn't want to see anyone else do it um, because I don't think she should be the end-all be-all of DC. Um, If you like her and you think she should be more sparingly like Colin, you're definitely going to want to check out The Suicide Squad, which is shooting right now, directed by James Gunn. I think that'll be the perfect blend of what Mm -hmm. this brought to the table and what the original Suicide Squad brought to the table. Sorry, real quick, Joe, Joe, because
1: Jacob keeps saying, well, the sequel should be this, the sequel should be this. Joe, in your mind, is 2021's The Suicide Squad a sequel to Birds of Prey just because it
2: has that Harley in it? Is I mean like here's here's kind of the the conundrum right I mean Joker is its own thing that's not connected at all. Um, mm-hmm. Man of Steel shows up in Shazam. The Justice League not is a direct even. sequel to. But
1: not even this is a lame duck universe, Joe. You 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 see Superman's chest. You see Joker from behind. I mean you can't have it all. Ezra DC. Miller
2: is on the CW with the Flash. I mean like it's 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 mm. crazy. This whole universe is crazy. Right. Um, so, well, we I mean, all- I guess you could call those three movies the Harley Quinn trilogy if you wanted. But, you no, know, personally, I wouldn't want to see a Birds of Prey sequel. I would want to see these characters in other movies. Um, and if it is going to be a sequel, like Jacob said, I think it should be Gotham City Sirens. Um, but even then, like, I think you're just you're trying to put too much in there when these characters um, don't necessarily need to be all shoved in the same movie. You can put them in different stuff.
3: It's like an egg sandwich. Right. You put too much hot sauce, and you won't be able to taste the cheese. Yeah, no, oh it's
2: my. just a little touch of it. Just a touch. Well, I think it um, will be interesting yeah. to
4: see the Suicide Squad because James Gunn is a good director. We already know Will Smith's not coming back, so again, well, I think it's going to no. be very Harley Quinn focused because she's the she's the draw, right? Yeah. So, but remains to be seen. Uh, I believe in James Gunn, so I think it'll be good.
2: Uh she's a character of constant reinvention and I'm excited to see where she goes next. No matter where that might be, I'm along for the ride because uh she's a Bernie Bro and I stand. Absolutely. Ooh, last
1: question, Joe. Uh do you have a favorite outfit? Do you prefer her with the onesie zipped up or, or is the short shorts okay? Me personally, I think they nailed it in the animated series. That that the red and black short shorts with the new fifty-two the look. The, I love it. Oh.
4: Yeah,
2: the, the animated series um The animated series being the new one that you should go watch on DC universe, I think is probably the best version of the character. And I think we should see that outfit adapted more. Um, I mean, I would complain that like, I guess this is extremely nitpicky and it doesn't bother me at all. So I guess I wouldn't complain, but she does go through a lot of different looks in birds of prey and suicide squad. I think the best is what we have in the animated show.
1: Ooh, you just reminded me, sorry, final, final thought I wanted to make about the movie. (laughs) <laughs> that is some of the best costume design I've ever seen in my life in a movie. They should oh, be yeah. nominated next year for an Academy Award. Every outfit, yeah. every character wears is astounding. I don't understand this whole. Well, but they're not wearing the costumes. Oh my God, who gives? They look a great. Shit?
3: They're We're
2: yeah. wearing oh Huntress at the end, man. Like I want to see that great. Huntress with Batman. Like I really do. I really, I really hope the characters from Birds of Prey stick around.
3: I hope they can survive yeah cuz I would love to see like when she's like do you know who I am like in the mirror yeah. like she's kind of awkward and like the fist bump at the end like I agree and I too will do that. Yeah, she played you know, it
4: right. really she's like a socially <laughs> awkward person who doesn't know how to talk to other people. She was I also cause like cause Black, Black raised by
3: Ginzos in fucking <laughs> Little Sicily. I, <laughs> I yeah. So I hope that Canary can come back. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like can Black Canary a lot wayside. as well.
2: Yeah. I think I, there's a lot to like in that movie but also I can see Colin's frustrations and problems with it
3: hmm it's very it's a lot of parts deadpool a little bit suicide squad but it's um, way
4: way better than suicide squad as a movie
3: oh yeah, yeah yeah um but overall i think solid oh also when she's doing the roller derby that's great she's number 92 which is the year the animated series debuted so there you go. It's all Jacob boom. palpable
1: uh, reaction in the theater to the, to the rolling at the end. He goes,
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a callback no, because was she was so doing it earlier. You were like, Oh, that's great. No, when she's getting that pulled by the motorcycle, yeah. you said I, that was so, so cool. cool out loud. You said, was that. That. <laughs>
3: so Cool. What was the line? It was like, swing sling me or something. Swing like me. And then the yeah, fact that Huntress me. literally eats it to do it. Like, I would like to see her <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> They're even like, when did you have time to do a shoe change? Right. Like, Harley just shows up and right. roller skates. Which is like, that, I mean, that to me is a, I love is it. a
2: funny time joke. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: I also, right, well,
4: well, can I say one more thing? Because I don't even think we mentioned it that much. The unconventional. Oh, yeah structure of the movie it's kind Uh, of pulp fiction-ish where you know it's cutting back and forth and i thought that was really well done because it's kind of she's retelling it as the narrator and you don't have all the information at first but by the time everything connects together it all makes sense and i like that part of it too
3: i kind of hate that part well i kind of talked on the witcher (laughs) i would love to just see a linear edit you know, sure, but it's because it's Harley Quinn because she's the narrator. I, I let it slide because her brain is very frantic. Like, oh, yeah, uh, you don't know about I this, think right? It only That's, works uh, when
1: she's introducing characters. There are other times where she goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I actually did this instead. I don't need any of that. It's like, it, it,
3: God.
2: I had to Deadpool find out all this later thing. at the diner. Yeah, I mean, it's it's In like the, it's a structure that worked for one, so they were trying to do it again. I Man, I, I think yeah. it works when it works, and it doesn't when it doesn't.
3: I thought the it things worked. that do work in this movie do work well. I think the action and Margot Robbie are good. The script writing is not so great, and it's doing a little bit too much, but it's fun. Alright, sure.
1: Normies, we've got a special treat at the end here. Uh, we're going to throw it to our own clown princess of crime. She's going to give her reactions, but as always, we just want to say thanks for listening. Check us out at normies underscore like underscore us. Let us know what else you want to talk about, uh, or if you're mad about the fact that we've done Aquaman, uh, Joker, Harley Quinn, batman no superman no wonder woman we'll, we'll mind the rest of dc we swear guys we'll do more nobody Marvel, likes superman. you know, come on nobody likes yeah, superman we'll do Everybody batman returns
2: that. before we do superman oh yeah we will
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do
3: robin all right but
4: this We've has done been your robin. host
3: this is uh colin quinn uh mike mask uh
4: joker oh i blew up colin <laughs> quinn the first uh the first host of the daily show right yeah colin quinn <laughs> i realized as i was saying it snl member
3: colin quinn <laughs> you can only say it if it's drawn out. Colin,
4: Queen, musical <laughs> guest. Uh, this is uh, Mr. J. There you go. Nice. Thanks, Narvis. sure to stay All tuned right.
3: at the
2: end for a little mad love from Cass's Corner. We'll see you next That's time. Bye right.
0: bye. Welcome to Cass' Corner. Here today in the Cass' Corner. I'm gonna talk about Harley Quinn and how much she means to me. I learned about Harley Quinn when I had just started college. I can't keep doing the accent, I can't keep doing it. I tried. You got in the intro. No, that was Harley Quinn, that wasn't me. Anyways, it's Cass. It's time for Cass Corner, the very first ever. Talking about Harley Quinn. Like I said, First learned about Harley Quinn, never knew about her till 2009. I was seeing somebody at the time who introduced me to Bruce Timm's Harley Quinn. And I was very enamored with her, so much so that I cosplayed her. And I even won an audience award at OhioCon in 2010. Very cool. I love Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn because I think she's a champion for women. And I think she represents a part of women that is unseen and unheard and always serving others. And it doesn't got to be that way. It doesn't have to be like that. No matter how much you give, some people just never care. So anyways, I watched every single episode that Harley Quinn was ever in in the Batman animated series. I was absolutely enamored with her. This was before Harley Quinn and Ivy were in the mainstream. I had heard whispers that, oh, maybe they're going to be a thing. Harley and Joker, I can't work out. They can't be a thing. And I loved that Harley was also, she wasn't necessarily bad. She wasn't good. She was just on her side, kind of like Catwoman, kind of like all the Gotham gals, kind of working for themselves. I loved her. So Batman animated series, moving on, kind of got cold on her. Next time I think I really got into her was Injustice, playing her in the Injustice video games. She kicks a lot of ass. She's great. She's very tough, especially in Injustice 2. She's a lot of fun to play with. She's a really good time. And, you know, we had been hearing whispers of a movie for so many years. Oh, they're going to do it. Oh, they're not. Oh, she's in Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad. Yay. Oh, my God. We're finally getting Harley Quinn. Oh, my God. It's Margot Robbie. I've never seen Suicide Squad. I, like, skimmed through it real quick. Looks pretty dumb. But I did see Birds of Prey. And it was exactly what a Harley Quinn movie should have been. The monologue, the casting, the plot. It was great. I very much enjoyed Birds of Prey. I wish we had a little bit more of the Gotham gals. I don't know why Ivy wasn't in it, even though she's technically not a bird of prey. Like, I'm very desperate to get the whole Harley and Ivy thing going. Also, if you have not seen the Warner Brothers Animation series... Kylie Quinn, you have got to check it out. I know it's hard to find. It's only on the DC app and then it runs like at 2 a.m. on TBS. Um, it's really good. You should check it out. It's hilarious. Now that I have remembered, I have the DC app, so I'm probably going to watch the episodes that I haven't watched yet. It is super funny. I know the character designer is a super badass chick. Please watch it. Please enjoy it. It's great stuff. Um, so now here we are. We've got a Harley Quinn animated series. We've got Harley Quinn in two feature films produced by Warner Brothers, of course. And, yeah, I I need more Harley. I need a gay Harley, though. I need a bi Harley, whatever, pan, whatever. I, I need... Harley is such a champion for, you know, fluid sexuality, and she's just, you know, she's what we need, you know? Not everyone may want Harley, but she's really just, like, what we need, you know? We need a lady who isn't afraid to speak her mind, and isn't, you know, she's tough in her own way. She's still vulnerable. She's still, like, you know, kind of a woo girl, but she's a fucking badass, and you will not be trifling with Harley Quinn and get away with it. So yeah, I feel like I could go on for many, many minutes about Harley, but my biggest recommendation is to watch the animated series in whatever way you can. Enjoy Birds of Prey. Please see it. I don't really understand, you know, the haters who are like, Ugh. You know, see it. Enjoy it. If you don't like it, it's your problem, you know. So that's that on that. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a nice week.
3: Oh hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. I didn't know if I had Jacob's permission, by the way, to transition, so I didn't want to <laughs> go for it. It's okay. got to so like... gonna, gotta
2: ask him every time.
3: That's right. Testing. I
4: am going to make that egg sandwich, I swear <laughs> to freaking God. That did it look did like look a good really egg sandwich.
2: It did look really fucking good, yeah. I, I
4: like a nice bacon, egg, and cheese.
2: she was like maybe it's the pubes
4: yeah
3: all
2: right
4: (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) 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 hello this is jacob
3: (laughs) this is colin (laughs) (laughs) this is mike